0: You're listening to Robert Wright's Non Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey. Hey Bob. Is that Mort Kondracki whose picture you're show uh you're
1: showing me? I'm glad you recognized it because it's not a very good picture, but it's the one I found. Uh yes, well, I, it's more it's Mort Kondracki. I know Mort pretty well. I had an office Our, next to his for years. Right. He was he was at the New Republic and he was a very good reporter. Uh and there's something he did that's very difficult. I didn't realize it was difficult, but, uh, you know, the concept of the conventional wisdom, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is everybody says, you know, this is what, it, what, what, what uh, all of Washington says. He said, what used to be an important concept. Um, and I realized when I went to Newsweek and I, my job was to come up with the conventional wisdom, that it's not easy. It, it's hard to do. Uh, didn't you, didn't of,
0: you even start a conventional
1: wisdom watch? I did. Yes. I did. Mm-hmm. Me and John Alter. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, the um, uh, you know it, it, you're you're out there alone. You have yesterday's conventional wisdom, but what is it going to be today? What is the you know is is the thinking that Carter is Carter is making too much of the energy crisis or too little, or mm-hmm. you know Trump should shut up or no, he Trump's campaign is too pacific. He should you know get on the stump or so, I mean. You don't quite know, and it's hard. It's hard to divine, and Mort was very good at that. He was, he was sort of the At he, knowing what tomorrow's at, conventional at, wisdom at, would at, be, come at creating the conventional wisdom. Oh, okay? I see. Uh, he sort of, he, he, you know, and it, it helps if you're a, a, a sort of middle of the road thinker, or a, a sort of eclectic Catholic person. As I mean, Mort is this was. like
0: kind of a backhanded compliment. I can't tell whether you're really complimenting
1: it. Well, him. it's both. It is what uh-huh. it is. It is what it is. It's uh they're, they're people the people who tend to come up with tended to come up with the conventional wisdom like Mort and Howard Feynman are people I respect. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh I guess Norm Ornstein used to be Mr. Conventional Wisdom, but uh then he veered off to the left. So he's not that anymore. Anyway, this is all about artificial intelligence, Bob. Ah because it's all falling into place. Because because you wrote an article mm-hmm. uh in, in your newsletter mm-hmm. basically pointing out that because artificial intelligence uh you know the, the at least chat GTP three, the the um the, the, the kind of language model that they use for that. Yeah, the large it,
0: learning it, yeah, model or
1: whatever. It ingests large basically every it, it ingests basically everything written, so it everything that's written, so it just reflects what's written it reflects uh the the it's, conventional wisdom right. that is embodied in those texts and my question is that's sort of bad as that sort of bad you know in itself but also is it capable of doing what Mort kraker did which is come up with new conventional wisdom or is it just going to plot along in the same old rut that the existing written material that it's ingested embodies uh no, I think
0: as it stands, it ca- it cannot uh, it cannot progno it can't prognosticate first of all and tell us what tomorrow's conventional wisdom is going to be, and it also can't lead the pack. It can't be the trendsetter. Right. I mean, it's so just I- not going to say anything new. I mean, that was the point I was making: is it's always just going to reflect uh, conventional biases, and and that's why they take active measures to kind of strip it of some biases. Uh the more offensive biases, you know. They have in effect focus groups, I think, that give it feedback and say, I didn't like that answer. And then uh somehow that kind of answer by virtue that, of that feedback becomes less likely that, in the future. That just, that just reinforces the conventional yeah. wisdom. No, it's think, totally uh, it's a unless... conventional wisdom machine. That was a, that was part of the point of the piece, right? The other part well, was we need something, we need something more like uh and, and by virtue of that it reflects. You know, the, the political biases and so on of, of of the people. Uh so you know, if you ask it, you know, if you say name a country that violated international law and it's trained on American text, it's probably going more likely to say Russia and in invading Ukraine than the US and in invading Iraq. I would guess, I don't know, but 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 that was the 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 subject I kind of dwelt on and said that in that kind of realm, if you want machines that can actually do a better job. Of like adjudicating border disputes, uh, uh, pointing out when international law is violated, than we have done. You want something more like Mr. Spock. You want, you want, you know, a real like intel- alien intelligence that doesn't reflect the human biases. Where this this machine, by definition, starts out reflecting them and only doesn't reflect them to the extent that these focus groups strip out particular biases that happen to come to the attention of the focus groups, but you're always going to be dependent on the humans for right. the frame of mind.
1: Right. It's sort of like conventional wisdom plus Yelp, which <laughs> yields more, yields more <laughs> conventional wisdom. It raises a whole lot of issues. Is, the, is, is what it throws back at people, basically the same thing as what people on the right call the narrative. I think by the, yeah. by the narrative people mean the conventional wisdom the other issue is is there a conventional wisdom anymore since we're now so polarized that actually there are no more and more Kondracki figures yeah uh uh you know it's either either you have the left conventional wisdom or the right conventional wisdom we actually need more people creating conventional wisdom in the center um uh and, and so if it reflects the narrative that would mean it reflects the left conventional wisdom or the left liberal or the
0: well, I mean, you know, the other place you can intervene with this, aside from like after it starts generating shit, kind of fine tuning it with the focus groups, as I'm calling them, uh, is in your selection of the original texts. So it's kind of like the the problem faced by someone running Twitter or Facebook is like, who are you going to let on the platform in the first place? Uh, so. You know, if you if you did it the old fashioned way, if you had really stern gatekeepers like the like the TV networks were, which really, you know, the margins left and right, we're not going to get anywhere near those pedestals. Uh, if you if you kind of select your texts that selectively that it's trained on, you'll get something more like you want. Maybe that's uh, maybe maybe we should produce a Walter Cronkite machine, you know,
1: <laughs> Uh I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure that Walter Cronkite machine was that could either, but, but it is something that's missing. Uh, the, the, the other, the other thing it, it seems to raise to me is reflected in this picture, Bob, which I'm sure you will recognize. That is, uh,
0: Naomi. Um, you know, I get the two Naomi's. I mean, I know which one she is, but you know
1: what I mean? Ply Wolf. and Wolf. Wolf. And that's this, Wolf is, yes. this is Wolf. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and 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 the one the one article which sort of uh, touched on this uh, is said it, that it AI can't come up with the right answer, but it can generate suggestive crazy answers, um, and, or answers that seem crazy. And I remember back when Al Gore hired Naomi Wolf to advise him on his campaign, and everybody said how wacky and awful this was, and. She told him to dress in earth tones. And I had a conversation with her, and she was so from a different planet than I was on.
0: Many, I thought, pe- many people are Mickey, but I know it, but, may, but, maybe but she, she was, more than most. She was
1: from a, diff- a completely unconventional planet. Okay. Yeah.
0: Uh have you heard ha- her lately?
1: Have you heard her lately? Oh, she I, I I haven't, she's, she's, she's moved uh, that's to what a different I hear. solar system. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hear. But um uh the point is. I thought this is actually good for Al Gore, because she was so from left field or some different field that it forces you to rethink your suppositions from the ground up. Say, wait, why do I think this is wrong? Okay, it's because mm-hmm. I believe in this, or maybe it's not wrong. It, it like it was like it was like you you know you tear it down before you can build it up, uh, and maybe uh, AI is good for that. It can't generate the conventional wisdom. But it can force you to rethink, can't generate new conventional wisdom, but it can force you to rethink why you hold the old conventional wisdom, because Mm -hmm. it could come up with like wacky answers.
0: It does do wacky stuff. I mean, like somebody I just saw online was pointing out that. Like, if you ask it a question like, what's the most cited uh, (laughs) text, something straightforward, you know, to come up with some. Some kind of some a certain kind of famous academic paper. It'll just make up a paper that doesn't even exist. And I think <laughs> I think that gets back to the fact that what it's really doing, you know, there's there's no understanding in there as I understand it. And I really do want to find somebody who can explain this stuff and get them on on the podcast. But uh, it, it basically looks for statistical patterns among words. That that that's kind of it. It and it does that. It looks for all kinds of arcane structural patterns in the frequency of words. But I think it's like, it's kind of like, you know, if you ask it, where is the nearest diner? It says the nearest diner, since that's the way the answer to those questions always start. And then it says is, and and then it's just like looking for, it's looking for which word is most likely to follow after that. And the, and and I guess that's why, uh, you know, with an academic paper, you can say, well, it's most likely to say David, you know, the author is David, and then what's the most like, you know, and so on, and the title, is blah blah blah. I, I don't know. I'm sure I'm, I'm giving you a very crude uh, rendering because I genuinely don't understand it, but but it 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 is uh, it is a strange thing.
1: Maybe it was programmed by George Santos before he won the Olympics. It
0: could be that, Uh, you know, the um, I mean, it's interesting, you know, Microsoft has, uh, you know, now now bet big time. And I I was thinking about this a couple of things is like if Microsoft's going to make money on this, it's going to have to do it just by uh, making it a platform that people pay it to use. You know, make various people want to use the engine, pay it to use the engine. Because Microsoft, when it comes to actually taking something and making it customer friendly, is the worst company in the history of Western civilization. They just can't they just cannot they just don't give a shit about the, what the customers actually want. I mean, if you, well, no, you're on Mac. I mean, Windows 11, in every respect that it's different from Windows 10, it's just more annoying. And And that's because they're trying to push all this shit on you that you'll buy. But I digress. We have important things to talk about. We, the, talk, well, we should talk about AI more in the parrot room. But
1: okay, well, AI, AI thought that I had uh, I had written several books and wrote for the New Yorker. That's the answer it gave. Yeah, for what did you me. say? Who?
0: What has? Who is Mickey Mouse or something? Yeah. Or what? Yeah.
1: Yes, and and you thought it's because it had confused me with you.
0: Well, I was joking,
1: but oh, I thought you th- thought it was serious. Okay. No,
0: I, no, I mean that uh, that that would be accurate in my case, but um, uh,
1: but. I'll, I'll take credit I, for the moral animal.
0: I mean, you know, it's not impossible given what I just said about the thing and given how uh I guess lately our, our names get intermingled uh, on those relatively few occasions that our names show up anywhere at all. I guess you know they sometimes show up near each other.
1: Who knows? Um, okay, well, um that was a small example of its unreliability. Um the i uh, i i think in general i just think after reading your article a lot less of chat GP, gpt 3 than i did before i mean yeah
0: people are saying that it's not going to be as useful as they think. like some people are saying if microsoft thinks this is going to be a great search interface for bing like they're wrong uh right. you know you want accurate results for search Wait. if something's if, well, so, if somebody's going to tell you what the answer is you want the answer to be accurate. Right. You
1: know? And um, OK, we can talk about it. We can talk about are there other kinds of AI and whether Google is now going to unleash some super AI that's going to well, blow. Well,
0: Google, t- that's the other thing is like there's been a kind of a, the, the, the Facebook's or Meta's head AI guy. There's actually an item about this in today's uh, non-zero newsletter. The Earthling um, was kind of dissing uh chat gpt and saying look this isn't i mean a, a number of companies have this i mean the t in gpt stands for transformer and that was invented by google that part of of the language generation technology right. and uh, and the, the what open ai was was just the first one first company to a put a real user friendly interface on it that's the difference between chat gpt and gpt3 which is right. also open ai and b you know, kind of have the courage to take it public right because because a lot of weird shit can happen with this and it and and it takes a certain amount of nerve to say, okay, go ahead and play with it and 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 they've done that. But the technology itself, Google's been working on this stuff for a long time. They have some kind of variant of it. They just they just for whatever reason are keeping it behind closed doors.
1: Right. but you don't want a variant. you want something completely different.
0: i want I want Mr. Spock. I want him to say, this is the country that
1: violated international
0: law, right. And, and here's how many violations there were this year, and these were the countries who did it.
1: And, and and are there Mr. Spock systems that out there that are completely different than this language model?
0: I'm not aware of one. It's hard to even imagine one that would be completely independent of human provided information because it's gonna have to start by drawing on like media accounts of what happens, right? It's just that what I would want is something where. The likelihood of it asserting something doesn't depend on the number of people who have said it. Right. Right now, just it it kind of follows the crowd, as I understand. Right.
1: Right. Right. Um. Okay. Um. Well, we we have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, I I had thought this was going to be the week when we ran out of things listening to,
0: listening
1: to uh to NPR. They were really. Scraping the bottom of the barrel for topics, but um, uh, Trump's,
0: Trump's coming back to Facebook, for example. If you want to, if you want to segue from tech to politics, he's being is re-admitted. that exciting?
1: I don't find uh, that exciting.
0: No, I think what's more interesting is he's not back on Twitter yet, right? Although he's now allowed. I mean, he he's I don't think he's I,
1: he's allowed, but he hasn't done it. Yeah, it's a voluntary decision on his part, in part, I guess, because it was competing with his own pathetic network. Yeah. Um. But uh, you know that's a matter of time. The, there were a series of polls that seemed three polls that seemed to show him increasing his lead on DeSantis and people people really? who, yeah people who would um who had said well you know don't count Trump out you're crazy to, 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 to crown DeSantis were sort of crowing about these three polls. Uh, they they didn't show him trouncing DeSantis they showed him like you know. Forty-eight to thirty-four, uh, which if you're if you're a front runner like Trump, is historically not a good place to be at this stage in the contest. It's basically where Lyndon Johnson was at the time he dropped out of the race.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh,
1: so um, it, it it's not that good. Plus, there was a a, a, a poll of polls by Charles Franklin, who is uh, I guess a Michigan pollster, very respected, uh, that showed that Trump was basically bubbling along at the same level of favorability, but DeSantis was steadily rising in favorability and declining in unfavorability, and more people were knowing about him. So those two aren't incompatible. It could be that people think more and more, better and better of DeSantis, but they're just in the head-to-head against Trump. I guess this was a good good period for Trump. I think it was a good period because he shut up, because nobody knew, you know, Uh, you know he's out of out of sight, out of mind, and so he's looking better, while Biden's in trouble, because uh, of this document craziness. So, um, uh, I, I you know I that's that's how I interpret it. I don't interpret it as Trump is going to now at the favorite because he's actually there was a pull of New Hampshire. He's way behind in New Hampshire. Uh, DeSantis is beating him soundly in the early primary states, which historically is how you kill a front runner. Mm-hmm. That's my line.
0: So you're still predicting Trump won't be the nominee.
1: Correct. Um, Uh, Are are there
0: are there people who haven't been discussed? I mean, uh, how's that Nikki Haley looking? How's uh, Tony Tony Blinken?
1: Tony Blinken. Douglas Murray wrote a piece where he mentioned Tony Blinken as a potential presidential candidate. I'd never heard that. Kind of not crazy when you think about it. Uh, it's I, I, cra- I don't. I don't think it makes a lot of sense.
0: You know, he's not a very, to my mind, he's not a super uh, impressive speaker. Uh, he's he's got a little of that weird Mike Pompeo kind of fidgetiness, kind of a, a little. You know what I mean? Yeah. Kind of a little, a little bit of uh, insecurity about the presentation. I see
1: it. I it, it on him. I haven't seen it on Pompeo. Pompeo. I, I I spent as little time watching Papeo as possible. Well he's back in the news because he's got that, yeah. that
0: uh book that he was the lead blurber yeah. of. Yeah.
1: There was anyway, Blinken is the sort of guy who would he's sort of like the the Martin Sheen. He he, he would never be elected. Mm. He would never be elected. He has for one thing, what does he think of domestic policy? I mean he's a foreign policy guy. the, the and but he well, might he's a smart be, guy. He can he, think up the shit to say he, about domestic He might he actually talk a good game. Okay, he might that. actually be a pretty good president if he was somehow thrust into office. Uh, which leads me to the, the the incredible, incredibly terrifying thing about Trump are the three women who are competing to be his vice president. Uh, you will her. never guess who they are.
0: Marjorie Taylor Greene.
1: One, that's one. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene is on this big respectability kick where she endorsed McCarthy and she's playing ball and she's a team mm-hmm. player. It's all because she wants to be vice president. Well, Nikki Haley would love it, but she would he wouldn't have her at this point. Right. She's the, the, at, at, at this point. Well, I don't know. You know, you never know. They, they yeah. I thought John Kerry hated John Edwards so much that he would never choose him as vice president. Yet he did.
0: Uh, Trump. Will, well, and look at Biden's vice president, you know, somebody who uh, on right. the debate stage kind of like uh, took a stiletto to his face. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, I, I, Haley's still in the running, but he, she's not one of the three I'm thinking of.
0: Uh, uh, you're going to have to help me out here. Not what's uh, not, not, Lo- not, Bober, not Bobert. Not Bobert. No. No.
1: Bo- um, uh, Bobert has continued to be irresponsible while March I'm going to go agreement. out on
0: a limb and rule out Liz Cheney. Am I
1: right about that? Mickey? Yeah, you're right about it's that. It's not Liz uh, Cheney. So tell me. That, who well, is Well, Carrie Lake. Oh, yeah. Uh, what else has she got was, to do? The, well, yeah, well, she could be running for Senate. I mean, she could be doing a lot of things uh she's blowing her entire career her only hope now is that trump so values her her you know refusing to concede defeat in her election that uh and she sucks up to him that uh that he chooses her and the third one is Elise Stefanik, who is a uh who is a little more you, you have to sort of she's not an obvious phony and a fraud and horrible person but if you if you sort of drill down a little bit, you discover she's a phony and a fraud and a horrible person. Mm. Uh, she seems to be completely unprincipled. She was on immigration. She was pro-amnesty. Then she flipped and she'll just do whatever is necessary. Uh, pretty embarrassing. So those are three horrible possibilities that make you think way less of Trump. <laughs> uh,
0: that That's setting the bar pretty high for me. But
1: um, I would think Carrie Lake on paper makes the most sense. She does. She's the most dynamic and she, you know, she'd be a good running mate. But she's I, I don't know. It seems but to I me mean, if she if she if she was rejected by the voters in Arizona. What are the what's the rest of America going to make of it? Uh, she was presumably more popular in Arizona than she well, would Trump be in another was, state.
0: Trump was rejected by the voters of America and he's running for president. Um, but are not we getting, getting ahead of the game here? I mean, you generally don't choose a vice presidential candidate until you're nominated. Right. And he's a little ways away from that.
1: Yeah, but he's he's not above. Uh, he he likes, he's very impatient. He jumps the gun. It would be a good the, start. The gun, the yeah. gun has been jumped before, especially by candidates who are behind. Yeah. So if you uh, you know, remember Reagan chose his vice president before the the yeah. convention where he lost to Ford, and it's been done before. It's a it's a trick that's used. So it's not that early, but you know, it's I don't know. It just it just it, 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 it's revealing about Trump that these people are sort of sucking up to him and they actually have a hope of being vice president. Uh, yeah. But so, as you just
0: pointed out, it's not a very illustrious trio. Uh,
1: right. That's, that's what it reveals about Trump. Oh, I see. He's okay. Surrounded by people who aren't illustrious. Uh, the, uh, Who'd have guessed. It, the other thing is, uh, uh, it seems to be the issue on DeSantis is, is people have started to focus on his, uh, his social security stand, specifically his willingness to cut social security at one point, and so the big question about him is how how Paul Ryan is. Is he is is he really just a conventional Paul Ryan figure at heart? Uh, and and that would be a, that would be death in the Republican primaries. So if he has a brain, and we know he has a brain, he's going to take steps to uh, get rid of that image. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, a, a good example of that is Jim Banks, who actually put, uh, is a congressman now running for senator for from Indiana uh, and uh, against Mitch Daniels, if Mitch Daniels chooses to run. And, and he actually put out a position paper when he said of the Republican leadership group, you know, calling for all sorts of ryan bushy things in Social Security. I think he even had private accounts in there, but he definitely had cuts in Social Security. And he has now immediately renounced them and not renounced them. but said, you know, this it shouldn't be part of the debt negotiations. He's moving as far away from them as fast as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. So that's the smart thing that DeSantis should do. Uh, and it's a question of will he do it or not?
0: Do you uh, have a view on this new uh, chief of staff for Biden? Not Jeff, really. Jeff, is it Zaint? How does he pronounce Zients. it? Science. Zion? Trust, trust the zions trust the zions that's good he should run for office i've already used that sticker like that i've already used that mm. um you, you have we, nothing to say about him
1: plus we can't use the word v anymore haven't you read the ap new style handbook
0: uh it rings a bell what you like the oh like with uh the, you can't the, say the handicapped, well, you're not supposed to say handicapped anyway, but 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 like groups of people,
1: you can't say, you the, can poor say yeah, the, the poor or the French. the French is the big one. They retracted that one today because the, the French were offended, <laughs> um, because they uh, want to
0: be called the French,
1: yeah. I mean, what, what's wrong with that? They're, but, they're, but you're supposed to they're, say they're French. French people rather than the French, it's just a bunch of complete idiotic, idiotic bullshit. uh, and uh, but um, the uh. I, that's why I like that's why I like the you know Pache Peter Thiel uh, I like Gawker in its early incarnations because it completely uh, introduced this 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 uh, this uh, acceptable usage w- with respect to groups and it would say uh, instead of not only did it not say poor, not only did it say the poor it said the poors. As if they were like just a that, sociological phenomenon, that, interest group. It was uh, mocking. It was right. mocking the conventional treatment. It would say the gays. You know, well, so the gays, though. the I gays mean, are upset, or the poor are upset, or this will. You know, <laughs>
0: that's that. That woman in White Lotus referred to them as the gays. I just want to stop uh, uh, and 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 rewind just a few seconds and point out that there are a lot of podcasts where people do not use the word pache. And you just used it. I just wanted to. Put I also used
1: there. the word traduced, didn't I, or is it Teddy?
0: Maybe, but there's something about "pache." I mean, what is that? Latin? It means "notwithstanding" in Latin, or something.
1: Pretty fucking class. Like a lot yeah, of a
0: lot of there are podcasts where people just say anyway. "notwithstanding," and it's like, what? Were you raised in a fucking barn, man? It's "pache" if you went to Harvard. So that, that was well, good. Hey,
1: that Peter Thiel put Gawker out of business, so it's not like "notwithstanding" Peter Thiel. It's like hold your fire, Peter Thiel. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, um, uh, and he had a beef, but, but Gawker did have good writing. And I I, I love the mockery of the conventional. Speaking language. of, speaking of phenomena, Peter Thiel is
0: responsible for uh, your man, J.D. Vance is, is uh, he's feeling it on Ukraine, right? Is he, is he talking a bigger game now than you? I mean, I hadn't noticed him saying a lot, but I just saw this morning. He's like, he's like, you know what we could have spent this money for that we've been sending
1: you. He's always doing that. And he, he gets some tr- grief for it because like he, he had a first, he had, a, he had an interesting proposal. I mean, he's showing that he's hard to put in a box. He hired, uh, a, a guy who works with Orrin Cass at American compact. I think it's I, f- I forget what the
0: American compact compass, magazine compass, is, no, is.
1: American compass, I guess no. it is. Uh, uh, who is who is not that conservative? Is sort of like a you know a conservative who's trying to be a little liberal. He's for the child tax credit, but not for making it refundable, which was a good sign. And he said nice things about labor unions. So he's he's sort of you, it, It's hard to categorize him as hard right, ultra MAGA. He's actually open to v- many ideas from the left. But one of the ideas from the left that Vance had, which I thought was interesting, was making childbirth free. Childbirth—it's a big source of bank. Well, that's what he said. He said if we expensive. took all the
0: money we sent to Ukraine, right. we could make childbirth and, free. That's what he meant. Right. he just didn't pay the, all medical costs for, chi- for yeah.
1: childbirth. Yeah, Like have it be like a, a government subsidized thing. If you, I guess, if you can't afford it, the government will pay for it. He wants to encourage mm-hmm. childbirth. He was—he's a big natalist. So anyway, but he at the press with this Ukraine thing, which has become a tick. And it was pointed out that why say that? Why not just say I want to make childbirth free? Why does it always have to be a Ukraine comparison? But yes, he has Ukraine on the brain. Uh and uh he um I think is sort of in in, in, in more in your camp than in the Blob's camp.
0: Not so much. I mean, I I I mean uh
1: Ukraine your, stuff is he, he may even be to your right. Anyway, I, I this is all a digression because you used the word V. What what's the sense you use the word V in? I forget. I forget. Uh, it's hard I to go a
0: long time without using that word I've found. But I'll do my best if, if it's... But uh, what, were you, what were you talking about? It's weird. I don't know. It wasn't the poor, though. You're the one. You're the one who talks about the poor.
1: Uh, God, I completely derailed. A, it was a good topic, too. Oh, well.
0: Oh, well. well it, it'll, um, uh, the, the next generation will pick up that torch and carry it now, <laughs> now that we can't. We're incapable of remembering whatever we were talking oh, about. Oh, uh, so
1: you want to talk about Ukraine?
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's so a few things. Um, First of all, this corruption thing, uh, you know, a number of like regional uh, governors or something, plus some people in the actual administration, Zelensky fired for corruption. I, I, I guess, to It's weird. They found them. It's just like penny any, Well, I don't know about the magnitude. But it wasn't about like, you know, taking the arms or sending them and making money off them, although that's in a sense the subtext, because I, I think he wants to there were rumblings about corruption. He wants to reassure the West. Everything's under control. So he fires people for a bunch of corruption. And as it happens, it's not the kind of corruption he wouldn't want us to hear about. Right. I mean, so. These guys are these guys, for all I know, were dealing weapons and shit, but they just mentioned that they were overcharging for food or something. Um, the. uh There was also a guy in, in a related who was fired kind of almost the same day. I mean, first, I have to say these guys are masters of public relations the same day that uh this all this happened. They leaked a story that got a little play in The New York Times, not as much as they'd hoped. About a Ukrainian general who inherited a lot of money and donated all to the armed forces. I mean, I can't. I just got to believe it's not a coincidence that that story came out the same uh, day. It didn't. It didn't do as much to obscure the corruption stuff as you might like. But it's obviously. I thought
1: the corruption stuff was they wanted to make it easier for us to give them arms because they're getting yeah, rid of it. all the corrupt people. Yeah.
0: So. Well, yeah, they want to reassure us that that. So they
1: want us. To, they want us to see the corruption story too.
0: Well, do they? No, I. I think they kind of want. The admin, they want elites to know that they want to create a talking point that elites can use whenever anyone says don't give money to the corrupt Ukrainians. I don't think they want this broadcast all over the news. And I think if they do want to broadcast, they're glad it's about food, not weapons. I I guess I'd say now there was another guy who who uh left the government. That was a different thing. It was almost the exact same time. Uh what he did was you remember the missile that uh killed i don't know dozens of ukrainians landed on on an apartment building right this was a guy who had been like a government spokesman he used to be a a secure uh, like a a national security blogger type he said uh you know i think may what what may have happened is that our anti-aircraft missile hit this thing knocked it off course and it landed on the apartment building and the next day he was not working for the government you
1: that's that's not the but, that's not the talking but, point. When but talk. the big thing is that, that uh, you know by we're we're sending them three Abrams tanks or something, and that was the excuse Germany needed to to let them send a bunch of German tanks. Are you for this? Does this does this annoy you? That or do you have an objection to sending tanks to Ukraine? Let me uh, give you a let
0: me let me back into my answer by first of all saying. Like last week when I said, you know, uh, I wonder what the real reason we're not sending tanks is. We claim it's because, uh, you know, maintaining the Abrams tanks is going to be harder than maintaining these German leopards and so on. What's the real reason? I didn't mean there was no validity to that. But what I was wondering was like, look, if if just by sending a few Abrams, we could give German, get Germany give permission to all these European countries to send their leopard tanks. Why are we doing that? And I was puzzled by that. But anyway, we did that. And we're sending more. I think we're sending like 30 more. Oh. Uh, and this is going to free up, I don't know, 70, 80, 90 leopard tanks or maybe more. Um, and uh, and then I suspect I mean, the Abrams apparently are a total pain and and the infrastructure is not there in Europe to maintain them and so on. But I think what's going to happen now is. We'll start building the infrastructure for taking care of the Abrams tanks, even though none are going to be in operation for probably at least six months. Uh, the leopards will be in operation sooner. But here's the importance of the Abrams is, I think, if you look at the numbers of leopards that European countries have, there's going to be like maybe one more round of like about 100 going to Ukraine. And then, I, I, I mean, you know, in a few months, they'll say we want some more. They'll give them some more. And uh, but after that, I think the stocks start running low in Europe, whereas the Abrams, we've apparently got like 3,500 of those in storage. So in principle, what w- w- we can now say, I mean, it, it now looks as if we can supply tanks at a mod- at a you know moderate pace, but for a long, long time is what I'm saying, is that they're building these pipelines that would ensure that. Meanwhile, we announced that we're, uh, upping our production of artillery shells we had already said we're going to you know we're only making 14,000 a month they use like 90,000 uh we're going to get it up to 20 by february or march now they announce well, we're going to get it up to like 100 within i don't know a year and a half or two years or something so that's on the way and now i'm backing into the answer to the question which is okay so with all the stuff that's the weapons that are going to Ukraine and these supply lines, and we're building the infrastructure for artillery shells. We can plausibly say to Russia, look, we can keep this going for a long time. It's, it's going to be a while before Ukraine runs out of people, even though, as I've said before, they're going to run out of people before Russia does. And that's a problem, but we can, we can now say to Russia, you know, how long do you want to play this game? We can probably with this kind of support, we, they can probably keep you from some huge breakthrough. You're probably not going to get a whole lot more land. Um, why don't we start talking peace uh, and, and, unless you want to risk, uh, you know, your troops getting seriously rolled back. And by the same token, we have leverage with the Ukrainians to say, you know, we can we can cut this off if you don't want to talk peace the way we want you to talk peace. The point is, if if you were Wanted to use this weapons flow to get Russia to the table and get this war ended uh, before, you know, nuclear war breaks out. And also before a lot more people die uh, and a lot and all kinds of other risks have a chance uh, to uh, realize their dark potential. Um, If you're going to use it that way, I'd say, great. You know, yeah, let's, let's start sending tanks. And then, let's use them as leverage, but will this administration do this? I doubt it. I don't know are,
1: uh, it, are tanks a it it just seems to me are tanks a stabilizing force or a destabilizing force? It seems to me aren't they mainly useful as an offensive weapon, and you can sort of pierce the enemy's lines and that could create a whole a you whole, mean, like, I mean, that volatile people, mess there, right?
0: The main official rationale is offense. We're going to use this to retake, you know, eastern Ukraine. But most, most weapons can be used for defense or offense in one sense or another. And in this case, uh, the mere threat of these tanks uh, can tie down Russian troops, you know. Right. Or you can use them in a feint, and because of all of this armor, the Russians are going to have to commit a lot of resources to a particular place and then can't use them to, to launch an offensive in some other place. So
1: right.
0: it can work both ways, but people are talking about them as offensive yeah. uh, weapons. When, when are,
1: are, are they less destabilizing in the sense that I, I read so, some uh, from some sort of anti-interventionist war skeptic You know, what happens when the first U.S.-supplied missile hits the first Russian city? How does Russia react? And that does seem to be a huge risk. There seems to be less risk about providing tanks. I mean, they're not going to, like, destroy a Russian city.
0: Although Russia's acting as if, you know, uh, the tanks are, uh, you know, the the idea of the tanks is, is to... Uh is to invade Russia. You can't tell how much of this is sincere. You know, Russia started putting like uh anti-aircraft stuff on, on top of like the Ministry of Defense built apartment building in Moscow, and uh it's not like I, I gather it's for drones because they have I think they have anti-you know missile systems in place already, and I can't tell the extent to which they think this is a real threat, which it could be, Ukraine has used. Uh, drones this way uh or they're just trying to scare the people into thinking that this is a fight for uh national salvation um but uh I don't know what was
1: your, did I didn't answer your question well, I, I, I I the question is are tanks less threatening and and the, the bigger question is oh the missile, what, mm. if one of our missiles struck a city would Russia ignore it would that cause them to press the nuclear button would it cause the populace to to say this war is a bad idea, or what it costs the population to think we have to fight this war, let's go all out.
0: Oh, I think if if uh, American missiles hit a Russian city, that would uh, that would be good for Putin politically in terms of the amount of support uh, he has. I was talking to Nikita, our friend Nikita, on a podcast that's going to air Tuesday, and uh, he was saying the poll. He was saying just quit paying attention to public opinion polls. He's hearing that in some that the, the the percentage of Russians who just refuse to respond is in some cases up to 97%. <laughs> um, so uh, we don't know what kind of support he's got. I would think that would increase it. You know, the U.S. has been pretty restrictive uh, with with even the relatively long-range missiles, the HIMARS we've given them. I think, you know, we've laid down the law about where they can and can't be used, certainly not on Russian turf. You know, Ukraine uh, is agitating for the longer-range uh long range missiles including the longer range version of those uh himars are the ones that that can uh go from the same launchers but we've been uh i don't know we'll see but we're we're just loosening things up in general and uh i you know people say well putin says it's his red line but apparently it's not yeah i don't think any weapon system is the thing that's going to lo- get him to to do something uh super incendiary possibly including nuclear weapons I, I think it's about when he feels politically impaired, when he feels like he can't, he has to advance on the battlefield or he will be imperiled politically or he can't suffer any more losses or he will be imperiled politically. And as I've said, we just don't know where that is.
1: What, um, what about is it obvious that now the Russians launched their offensive before all the tanks get there?
0: Uh, uh, there have been, you know, stories saying that that's an incentive. I, I don't think the tanks will be operational big time until. Uh, you know, there's there's the winter when the ground is frozen enough to launch offensives, although this is a pretty warm winter, uh, and and that hasn't happened as fast as usual. I don't know what status is now. Then there's the wet season when it's too wet. Uh, and then, like, around mid-April, the ground is firm enough again. I think the soonest these tanks will be ready is then. And look, the Russians are being pretty active. Most of the offensive action, at least offensive attempts, as far as I can tell, um, are coming from the Russia side. There's there's a town called Vuladar in the south. It's very important logistically. If the Russians can control it, apparently then they can start making use of this rail line in the south, which would really be a big logistical boost. They're fighting for that right now. That's a big one. Uh, and, uh, you know, they're making incremental progress north of there in the, in, uh, uh, in the places I mean, we've talked
1: about. If the ground's not frozen now, when is it going to freeze? It's.
0: I think it's half and half. I mean, I mean, yeah. it's like I mean, uh, it's freezing, uh, like every day. The, it's above freezing for part of the time and below freezing for part of the time. So, uh, so it's not rock solid ground, but probably you can, you can, you know, it's probably pretty hard. I don't know.
1: Um, well, the Abrams is sort of a light you Know has a light touch on the land, I'm sure
0: that <laughs> yeah. they to... sarcastic. Are these tons or metric tons? Because they're saying these things like 70 tons or something, right? It's like I believe it 70 real tons, like 2,000 like... pounds.
1: I, I'm joking. I don't, I the answer is I don't know. It sounds, I mean, I assume metric tons heavier, are... heavier than the even the Ford electric pickup, which is 6,000 pounds. The um, the they also have that u- uranium armor, right? That's not light.
0: No, they're super heavy. And apparently they're saying like the, the, the infrastructure issue is so much more complicated than people realize. And even with the leopards, there's a lot of different variants of the leopards. And oh, in some cases, the parts are different. But like with the Abrams, the bridges, the standard issue bridges they would use to put across like a, a creek or river or something for a leopard tank, and Abrams might fall through them they're not, the, you know, they're, they're not verified up to that, up to Abrams level. So you might have to bring in a whole bunch of mobile bridges that are different from the mobile bridges. I don't know.
1: And the advantage of the Abrams is once it's, once it actually makes it to the front, it's actually pretty good. I mean,
0: yeah, it's, it's, uh, well, I mean, it's, it, 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 as you said, it ha- I think it has good armor. It's almost as fast as the leopard's 45 miles per hour versus 50, I think. And, uh, and it, and it's, it's, it's got very heavy fire and I guess it's technologically sophisticated. I think all of these tanks are technologically better than what the Russians have by at least a little, but, but see, the thing is, I don't think there's, you're seeing a lot of tank on tank battles. I, I, I think because of the, the drones partly, it's like, uh, that's not what's happening. You know, that's not, you don't kill tanks with other tanks. You kill them, you know, you kill them with, uh. With fire directed by drones,
1: you you kill the Abrams by firing a missile right at its hot exhaust, I believe. Yeah, that was or that, that was always that was that was always its weak spot. There was a whole literature of military reformers saying this is a stupid tank to build; it's way too heavy, way too fuel inefficient, and it has the weak spot of its exhaust. So, yeah,
0: it's a, it's been a while now. Was it wasn't this uh, was this built was, by Chrysler? in the originally.
1: Ago? I don't know. But um, um uh, it's the, now made by Fiat in Italy, right? Oh, uh, so is it? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But a lot of Chrysler's are made by Fiat in Italy. Um, so that was my alarm, Mickey, which uh, okay means well, we generally start. Yeah, I am going to go back and listen to the recording of this to see what topic I distracted you from because I feel very guilty about that.
0: Oh, come on. And you, you know I don't feel guilty about If you about want things to be guilty about feel guilty about, I've got a long list that I can give you uh, I of, of, of recommended
1: to sources <laughs> of Mickey guilt. I don't want the list. I want my list. Um, we haven't even talked about Twitter and I know our our listeners are are eager for us to talk about Twitter.
0: Well, I was curious as to whether the uh, blue check mark you bought uh has made a discernible difference in your uh Well, you don't know. I don't know. I was going to ask you. You're not going to tell me, or you're going to you're going to say no? I'm sorry. You have to pay. You have to you have to pay us uh to get the cover charge at the parrot room if you want. I'm
1: getting more. I'm getting more Tinder dates because I put the blue check mark on Tinder, and it's like catnip. Yeah, that's what Uh, they uh, say, Mickey. uh, But um, anyway, um, we have a whole bunch of things to talk about. You want to say what yours are?
0: Um. I uh, I had a quasi lucid dream I want to talk about. Uh, have you ever uh, had a lucid dream? And what is a lucid dream? It, it's one it where means- you you're, you're aware you're dreaming and ideally you can then control the dream. Imagine the possibility. I've almost had that.
1: I've almost had that.
0: Um I want to uh, what else? Oh, I want to, I, I got something wrong last week on the subject of evil, actually about the series evil. I want to, uh, fess up to that. Talk a little more about this, uh, claim that the, uh, the Maidon massacre was a false flag attack, uh, which was alleged by this, uh, guy in my podcast. Mm-hmm. want to bring you up to date on that. Oh, you know, Russians with attitude, uh, went on a little Twitter rampage that shed some kind of new light on, uh, on the on on almost the political, the energy that that drives these uh, the Nash Russian nationalists who, who are so supportive of this war, this thing goes back further than I realized. Um, yeah. And that ju- that was just today. Uh, I don't know. Oh oh, there's a Leon Weasel tier. Uh, a quote from a Leon Weasel tier piece that somebody put on Twitter. This from decades ago. That I thought I would. Um, Read and and possibly comment
1: on. Is it uh, when you bleed us? Are we not bricks? No, uh,
0: and it's I don't not, know. Yeah,
1: it's not the gates of hell that await us. It's the hell of gates. That's his. Yes,
0: it's not as good as the. I mean, it's <laughs> it's uh, it's more subject to criticism than those. There. The uh, last thing I'll say is. You tell me if you don't want to hear this. You don't have to. But since the leopards are in the news, these tanks, by coincidence, I happened upon a poem I wrote in fifth grade called "The Leopard." And it's your call. We'll get into the parrot room. See if you want me to read it.
1: I definitely want that. Is it an erotic poem, <laughs> Mickey? I was ten years old. Come on. Okay. Uh, you were precocious. Um, there's a uh, the is war against AP Black History, with its segment on queer theory. Uh, we might talk about that. We have uh should, uh should judicial candidates know which articles in the Constitution affect which branches? There was a a Biden nominee who was embarrassed. Uh, there uh there's uh, cri- uh some Kirsten Cinema conspiracy semi conspiratorial theorizing. You know she's stopping a Democrat, but uh, is that the end of or drift rightward? That's the interesting question. Um, There is, uh, my friend John Ellis uh, wrote a a couple of very good paragraphs about the difference between economic inequality and social inequality. Did he credit my book? We won't go into that. He he Uh, sure owes you as much. I mean, you mention his newsletter every week. You would think, wouldn't you? But anyway, he made an interesting point uh that either advances the ball or doesn't advance the ball. And I wanna ask you whether it does or doesn't. Uh, doesn't matter. uh and uh uh that's because there's some exciting child tax credit news. Mm-hmm. And I wanna know why is Google gonna collapse. I can't wait. I mean, they have this whole big building. They took over this giant shopping center right near where I live, uh, and they've redone it, and it looks like a college campus. I just can't wait until it like collapses.
0: Well, they're under, you know, they're under uh, antitrust uh, threat. Uh, They
1: they face
0: they face a number of threats. One is, you know, we'll we'll yeah we'll check about it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. Well, this I've been keeping track of various tech stories. Maybe we'll talk tech. Well, uh, probably we should mention that uh, all hell may break loose in Israel uh, on, on on two levels. I mean, there was a, a you know thing in the West Bank uh, where where I think nine people were killed, and uh, and meanwhile, Israel's domestic politics are kind of
1: fraught. Well, they think there might be a civil war within the Israeli side, almost, right? Almost.
0: I mean, it, it's uh, tense. Yeah, uh, we, we can. Yeah, we can talk a little bit. Um,
1: OK. Um. Pretty exciting. OK, well. Well, the lucid
0: dream thing is uh, I, I find them fascinating.
1: OK. And people sort of don't want us to talk about TV shows or some extremely vehement commenters don't want us to talk about TV shows. We some don't have do. any of those.
0: We okay. don't have any of those. Well, the the TV show Evil, but I'm just going to straighten out one one thing about it. it um, it's it's not it's 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 okay. It's in the archives. That show. It's not. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> All right. So we evil. will see Patriot, yeah. Parrot Room is uh, where we will see. Wait, wait. For, first to evil. You know, I thought I saw signs of autonomy on the parrot. I'm not sure it said exactly what you said. This is getting <laughs> scary. There's a Twilight Zone about this, Mickey. Okay. Well,
1: yeah. I thought First to Evil was pretty witty of the parrot. Yeah, We're talking well, about it's Google, a bad, right? Parrot. Yeah, it was parrot. Yeah, hey. yeah. Okay. I get, I get
0: I, no credit. The nickel just dropped. I I, I get the joke. And I'm... Uh,
1: I, I get no respect around here. I'm okay.
0: R-O-T-F. And I'll, uh, we'll see people in the paragraph.